Are you going time. to do? You got to do your uh, intro, or whatever. What's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back to Tim and Tweet. This is, this is our third episode. This is where it gets good. This entire episode will be made in ASMR format. I'm gonna now perform CPR on this table. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the in between. This is our third episode. I'm gonna do that every week. That's my new thing. I'm gonna even when it's our 504th episode, I'm gonna say it every week. Just Good so to know. know you think this podcast is gonna yeah. last that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's gonna be that's gonna be our, my my thing now. Uh, yeah. So let's just get straight into this week's. Uh, real quick, just get it out of the way. If you haven't listened to last week's, go ahead and check it out. It is live. It was. A little late. Uh, we apologize for that, but we had some some issues we were working through. But hopefully, we fixed some audio issues from the first one. So I think I think the second one sounded a lot better, and we got several several things fixed. But so for this week, we're just gonna go straight into it, and we just watched the UFC fight from last night. Conor McGregor. We actually Dustin we tried to watch it a day late because we were busy during the fight. But yeah, we kind of found out the results, but the fight was still very, very surprising nonetheless. I I could not be more happy about it. I am truly happy. So for those of that don't know, uh, Jared, <laughs> Jared and Chandler are both super into MMA and UFC. The rest of us aren't as much. We enjoy watching it, but those two are going to kind of carry that conversation. Uh, so I know that they were both, both had different ideas on who they wanted to. Okay. Here's, here's how I saw it. Here's how I saw it. I totally expected Connor to win due to the fact that Dustin, you know, he's a jujitsu guy, obviously he's a grappling guy, but he does like to stand a bang too. Yeah. So I knew that he was going to try and take that route with Connor. And that's why I had my doubts about Dustin. But I said in the beginning that, I want I want a Dustin to win, just because there will be a trilogy fight. See, I didn't think Dustin stood a chance. I thought Conor was going to take it pretty easily, just because it's knowing Conor McGregor and how good he is at striking. I didn't see him losing to a striker, and I know that was the weird thing to me. They announced Dustin as a jujitsu fighter, yeah, and which is grappling, and I don't think Dustin is really a grappler. Dustin, everything I see him in, he's always striking. Yeah. And I just didn't think his striking was the same level as Connor's. So I was surprised to see Dustin knock him out. For me, I, I obviously look at it, all UFC fights as more of a just a entertainment instead of actually looking into the fight and what's right. happening. Because I'm not big in MMA or jiu-jitsu. But, um, it's almost like the weigh-in part is better, stuff like that, the conference yeah, beforehand. Just, just the whole – that was one thing – I'm a huge Connor fan. I know some people haven't liked his attitude in the past, but I I kind of think it. Yeah, I like here. it. Yeah, well, I enjoy it. But he brought a lot of attention to the sport. Yeah, he did. He's 
you know, he gained a lot of traction for John Anik literally said in, in the, the post fight octagon interview, he said, um, that he was, uh, what did he say? Oh, he said like the, the sport's biggest superstar. Yeah. He yeah. said that the UFC is better with him there. Yeah. Which it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people who don't even watch fighting MMA, whatever, they'll you watch, just, you know, Conor McGregor. Yeah. That's, that's a exactly. staple name in the UFC. So I was obviously, I was pulling for Conor McGregor. I've always liked him. Um, I one thing that I noticed. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't watched the fight or don't know the results, I don't know how you don't. But we're gonna talk about it. Obviously, who the winner was. So I was surprised that when Connor lost. But what I was, what I really enjoyed was after the fight. Um, you know, Connor's been known to be very uh, talkative, talkative with his opponents and kind of get in their face a little bit, and that's all good and fun in the sport. I really think the only he it's normally just putting on a face. It is. I think Habib is the one that's kind of not putting on a face. N- well, Habib is he hates that kind yeah. of stuff. He's yeah. very much you show him respect, he shows you respect. Yeah. You can't play that game with him. A lot of fighters do it. It's almost like the WWE because you know they <laughs> how they do they talk. Yeah. That's really all it is. Yeah. It's just entertainment just watch. You know it's fake fighting, yeah. but all it is is just talk. Basically, I mean, this, show. Yeah. This goes with, this goes without saying, but you know Connor's just as good with his mouth as he oh, is. Yeah, for sure. In the octagon, oh, well, that's what got him big. Yeah, I mean, he's exactly. a great fighter, but Connor wouldn't be the superstar he is if he wasn't talking so much yeah. trash. That's the thing. A lot of it is a mental game. Yeah, and so seeing Connor lose was, I I don't know much about about Dustin, but seeing Connor lose was I I would like to see him win just because I I think he's uh, he's pretty entertaining to watch and. He's even more entertaining to watch win, but uh, yeah. So, but the one thing that I really enjoyed watching was after the fight, just the amount of respect both of those people. Well, it wasn't even yeah. after the fight; it was before yeah, just the fight the, too. Just as the whole they, fight. Yeah, as soon as uh, they met up. Oh, and even the, go ahead. Even during the fight, when they're throwing you know strikes at each other, they're still kind of they're kind of talking, kind of talking yeah. each other, yeah. jabbing at each other. They there was a thing I saw Dustin was talking to him while they were clinched up against the cage yeah. and Connor yeah. need him and Dustin was like, "Hey man, that was a good strike." Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's just it, it's so crazy to me how two men that are in that position at that time just beating the crap out of each other can still joke around and like have a, a good attitude about it. Oh yeah, that's their life. Yeah, they do it every day in the gym. Yeah. But yeah, I you know the fight it surprised me because first round I don't. I feel like Connor took first oh, round. Connor oh, yeah. did. Connor, it was to me though, it was by one point. I don't think Connor had two points on Dustin in that first round. Really? No, I don't think so. No, Dustin said it himself. Point. He, not. I mean, obviously the takedown, but uh, Dustin also had a bunch of leg strikes too, which I mean ultimately led to yeah, that's kind of the what ending caused him. But to- also, I mean, you have to take into consideration the takedown. I didn't see that yeah. coming. Yeah. yeah, so I think Connor was the better boxer in yes. this fight. His hands, his head movement, his footwork, all of it was That's superior the, to Dustin's. Dust. Go ahead. Sorry. He was just superior. He was he was doing better. He was technically better than Dustin was through that whole first round. The only thing that Dustin that I saw doing that was getting the edge was the leg kicks. Yeah. You know, I almost thought Connor should like maybe he should like try and switch stances. You know, let that other leg take a beating a little bit. But yeah, that's a weird thing though, because when they switch stances, it's like fighting in reverse almost. Yeah. Because yeah. all of a sudden, you're uh, if you have your lead hand in front, 
all of a sudden it's not in front anymore. Yeah. It's like trying to, like if you're right-handed, trying to write a paper with your left hand. Yeah. Well, there are guys that fight both. Though. Yeah, but that takes a lot of training as yeah. well. Because if you spend a lot of time training to fight, it's called orthodox, mm-hmm. with your left hand in front. Mm-hmm. Most people do that. If right. you fight with your right hand in front, it's called southpaw. It's I didn't know Dustin fought southpaw. Well, it's actually, it you kind of have a, an edge on your opponent if you fight southpaw, because most people don't. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, if you go to fight someone southpaw, they specifically have to train to fight someone that is southpaw. It's almost like, and I could be wrong here, but like in baseball, you know, most pitchers are right-handed, but every now and again there'll be a left-handed pitcher, yeah. and that can throw the batter off. Yeah. So I can I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. So Connor hasn't fought since the Cowboy fight. It's, it's been yeah, over a year, which has been a year now. Yeah. So it's I I'm curious as to how that plays into his decisions to to get in fights like this. You're talking about his, what do you mean by that? Well, so, not being in a ring. I mean, obviously he's yeah. training. He's training year-round. But not being on that platform in front of that audience for a whole year, how does that right. affect? Ring rust is a real thing. Um, I mean, it affects different different people differently. And, well, you saw Connor come back and fight Cowboy, and he obliterated yeah, was, Connor. Just yeah. ran through him in the first round. Like yeah, very nothing. quickly. But, I mean, in this fight, I thought Connor was doing really good. But the thing is about Dustin, Cowboy, you know, when he fought Cowboy, Cowboy's getting older. Yeah. But Dustin's in his prime. Yeah. And Dustin has been at it during this whole time, even when Connor was here in his prime. And while Connor's been gone, Dustin's still been going at it. And Dustin's been running through everyone. Yeah. The only person that Dustin hasn't beat right now, like as far as big names, was Habib. Yeah. And no one's beating Habib. Right. Yeah, so that was another question. Um, with Connor losing this fight, do you think that kind of closes the Habib Connor fight for number two for a while? Uh, pro- yeah, probably for a while. Well, Habib's kind of shutting that idea down, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, he, really just will. Doesn't, he doesn't want to do it, does he? Habib, no, Habib yeah. wants no part of it. Yeah. Why doesn't he? Because Habib and Connor hate each other, uh, like. It, it it gets kind of dark if you go back and watch their fight and their like the press conference especially the words that were said it it got pretty bad. Connor started talking about his family, his religion. He hated the guy, but there was some backstory. There was some beef with someone. One of Connor's friends talked some trash about Habib, and then Habib met up with him. He ran into that guy, and Habib slapped him for talking junk about him, and then Connor flew to America just to try and pick a fight with Habib. Wow. Yeah. So it caused a big ruckus. Yeah, I I would love to see that fight. I think all, all the whole world would like to see that fight again. Yeah, I would, but it, I don't see it playing out any differently. Yeah. Habib hasn't had any repeating opponents, has he? I don't think so. But, really? you know, I didn't lot, know that. It, it's funny, though, if you watch... People who who fight Habib, they usually break mentally. You can tell they reach a certain point yeah. where they just mentally break in the middle of the fight because they can't do anything yeah. because of how Habib fights. I watched him fight a guy named Edson Barbosa, and at a certain point in that fight, you could tell Edson was just ready to leave. He just sat there and took the beating. He didn't even try to get up anymore. He just yeah. sat there. Yeah, I I don't know. I 
of course, obviously, Habib is retired. So he says. So he says. Uh, but I still think that he he's not really in it for as much the money. Uh, I don't, you know, not that not that everyone's in it for the money. That's all I'm saying. But Habib could care less what people think about him. I feel like. No, he doesn't really. But at, at this point, Habib is also super rich now. After I mean, yeah, he, yeah, if you can fight Conor, he made it to the top. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. He's yeah. got nowhere else to go. If you fight Conor McGregor, you're instantly a millionaire. Yeah, easy. If one of us fought Conor McGregor, we'd be millionaires. Yeah, that's why he Conor's like he's right when he says that he is the money fight because that that's is, why people yeah. that's why people call Conor out. Yeah, it's not even about necessarily winning it; it's about the payday. Yeah, even if you lose, you go home with tons of money in your pocket. Which Paul brother was it? Did that? Or whichever one. Fight? <laughs> I was gonna. Logan. I was gonna was get Logan. into this. I was yeah. Gonna, so, did you guys see the video of him saying after the fight? Because, you know, he's been offering Conor $50 million yeah. to fight him or to box him, not fight him, to box him. Yeah. And after the fight, he said, Conor, I've got $10,000 for you. Oh my I'm God. like, dude, you're really going to say that about Dustin Poirier? Dude. That dude could beat you in I his mean, sleep. He wouldn't step in a ring. I mean, there's no way he's no. going to step in an octagon with Conor McGregor. No, MMA... That's why he wants to box him. Yeah, MMA is a completely different I game, know. and not not anything against boxing, but come on. Yeah. I mean, well, he still is going to lose in boxing. Yeah, uh, he yeah, knocked for out. Sure. Which yeah. which Paul brother was it? Was it Jake? It was Logan. It I was think Logan. It's Logan. Yeah. Okay, Logan's had one, two boxing matches. Right. No, Jake is the one that's calling him out. Yeah. 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 Jake? No. yeah it's no, Jake. Which, which it's one Jake. is the fighter? Jake Logan's is the one that's boxing. Neither. No, Logan is the one that's boxing. They, no, it's not. They, they, both, they both box. They both box. They both box, but Logan's more serious about it. All that Logan – I hate that I know this, but all Logan does now pretty much is his podcast and boxing. Jake is the one that's been talking Jake. trash about. Okay. Look it Look right Jake. now. It's literally Jake. I'll bet you $50 it, it right now. I just looked it up. It's Jake Paul. Jake Paul called out Conor McGregor. Yeah, it's, it's Jake. <laughs> Don't try me, Josh. <laughs> So the Paul brothers, they each had a boxing match, which was dumb. It boxing threw it up, up there for money. That's yeah. all that was. It was a money thing, because they're not even good boxers. Yeah. And he had he beat a YouTuber. Jake did. Well, they no, played. he beat a. Well, yeah, he beat a YouTuber. Yeah. Was, was Jake, it? Was it KSI? Was it Jake that fought KSI? No, that was Logan. That was Logan. Logan. Yeah. Fought well, KSI. No, Jake, Jake fought, fought KSI's brother. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he won. Yeah. So big deal. Whatever. And then he fought Roy Jones Jr. Which was an NBA player. Right? He's a retired NBA player. Yeah, yeah. Retired NBA. Not even a top tier NBA player. Not that that matters, but no. he no. fought a retired NBA player, and then he wants to immediately start coming after yeah. Conor McGregor. And I, I, and don't get me wrong, they're athletes for sure. Yeah. But if you don't have the skill of boxing or MMA or whatever – you're not going to make it. That's a big misconception, I think. People look at this stuff like they're just two dudes brawling it out. Yeah. But there is so much. Like, okay, in the Connor-Dustin fight, when Dustin look, like pointed at Connor and like like laughed or whatever, it's because yeah. he figured out one of Con- Connor's combinations, and yeah. he was able to counter it. Yeah. And there's so much mentally going on that a lot of people don't account for. A lot of people think they understand when they don't, mm-hmm. but if you actually go – and spar or roll with anyone trained, it, it doesn't yeah. play out the way you think it does. Right. Well, so Jake is even going as far as t- he's moved out. Of, he's moving out of LA to focus solely on boxing. Yeah, I saw that. 
Yeah. I mean, if he want that, no, that's one thing. If he worked his way up and became yeah. an actual boxer and got skillfully to the point where he was in a position to call Connor, yeah. that'd be one thing. But you can't fight two people who aren't boxers yeah. and win and think you're going to fight Connor McGregor. My uh, thing is, is that how the next era of athletes are going to come about? Is YouTube? Because just imagine if he were to move his way up the ranks in, in boxing. He's still, he's still a YouTuber. That it just, depends on the organization. Boxing loves this kind of stuff because boxing loves money. Yeah. But, it, but the thing is though, they cannot, they can't do that for long because if let's say they made that fight right now, Connor and yeah. Jake, Connor is gonna win. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Connor's been fighting forever now. Jake yeah. had two boxing masters. Connor did better against Floyd Mayweather, who yeah. is undefeated, than most actual pro boxers have yeah. Connor's gonna beat Jake and that's gonna get shut down real quick and I, I don't think it'll end up being like at that. this point I want it to happen oh, I yeah. want yeah. to see yeah. that spoiled yeah. rotten yeah. dude take an absolute can of whoop ass <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I would love to I would love to see that fight I, I want to see it I don't think it'll happen I don't think but Connor... you know he's calling Jake Paul's even calling out other people too yeah he, Who else uh, he oh, I know he called out Dylan Dennis, which is Conor yes. McGregor's jiu-jitsu coach. I would love to see that, too. But Dude. I want to see Jake Paul get into MMA. And I want to see him go literally against anyone. I, yeah. I want to see him fight well, Amanda Nunes. He won't Nunes. do it. He won't do it. Yeah. No, he won't do it. No, he's, no way. No one like that. I mean, and this is nothing against Floyd Mayweather either, but he's not going to step into an octagon with no. Conor McGregor. No. No one is. And that's not anything against the sport of boxing, but... There's a, that's a completely different realm of fighting. It just kind of blows me away that people think like boxing is like the S tier. Yeah, I I've never uh, seen combat. That. The thing is about MMA is there's more than just because boxing is just one aspect of fighting in general. Because you have to think about wrestling, takedowns, kicks, and submissions. Right. And you your hands is just that's just one part of it. Yeah. You know, you're not even thinking about the rest of the body. That's actually a thing. People think boxers are some of the best fighters in the world, but actually, probably most wrestlers are better. Would yeah. be better fighters yeah. than boxers. Yeah, they're just good boxers. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously, <laughs> that's not saying that a boxer couldn't, you know, oh yeah, beat the crap out of an average civilian. Oh, but yeah, anyone, any. Anyone who trains wrestling yeah. or boxing, they would still they're yeah. levels ahead of just any average person with no yeah. training. And even I don't know if I I don't know if anybody has ever been I know we have, but I'm talking about listeners has ever been hit by a boxing glove. Even just your yeah. friend hitting you in the face with a boxing glove hurts like hell. Yep, it it's does. tough. Well, the, the funny thing to me, uh, I would much rather get hit in the face than kicked in the leg. Yeah, because I've experienced that. That's what uh, Dustin said. Like why he chose to go with calf kicks over like quad kicks, because he said you know with the quad it's a bigger muscle. You know the pain can spread, whereas calves there's not a lot. There's no way for it to go. Yeah, it works so out it for sits it. and swells. Getting kicked in the leg is the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, it's like taking a baseball bat straight to the, you know, just to yeah. your quad or your calf. And it just frogs it. It just like it cramps up immediately, yeah. and you can hardly stand on it anymore. And it's crazy to think that I've never been hit in the face with a bare fist, but it's crazy to think that 
it's worse to get kicked in the leg. Well, you know, you think of it as like, oh, it's you know, I could take it. It's a big area. It's not gonna yeah. hurt that bad. I mean, and then it, you get hit. And I was if like, you get Whoa. hit in the face, though, it kind of like works you up. You get yeah. mad. Yeah, adrenaline starts going, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And but you get kicked in the leg. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like that. It just is kind of like, oh, whatever. And then it, the it pain just, just hits, hits you. you yeah. And that, I mean, that's half of what you're standing on. Yeah. So that then that leg's gone and. Dude, you're trying to fight and hardly being able to stand. It's yeah. so bad. It's terrible pain. Yeah. I. Yeah, but so back to the fight. I. I enjoyed it. I. I would have liked a different outcome. I know Chandler was pretty happy about the outcome. Yeah. I. I, I I'm a big Dustin fan. I really like him. I like his game, and I like the way he carries himself. Yeah. Um. He seems so. like a good dude. I've never really watched much of his stuff, but. Yeah, not only I mean, does he have a good personality, but you know he does a lot of charitable stuff too, which yeah. is, and yeah, I uh, see a lot of people do that stuff for show. Yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of like professional athletes and you know just celebrities in general yeah, do charity yeah, stuff for sure, just to just for the clout. Dustin doesn't. I I, I don't get that yeah. that vibe that he does that. Well, that was it. another thing before this fight was made in the UFC. Connor was trying to get a fight, and so was Dustin, and the UFC wasn't really helping him out, so they were going to fight on their own. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. outside the UFC, they were gonna make it happen yeah. with their own money. Wow! And donate it like the money to charity. Oh wow, that's pretty. Cool. But then the UFC was like, okay, well, yeah, we'll they take... want that money. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, think about it. Connor doesn't need the money. No, but Dustin does something. It's called the Good Fight or something like that. Good Fight Foundation. Yeah, some charity, and Connor donated money to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, either one of them could never fight again. Pretty sure he's also gonna endorse Dustin's hot sauce too. Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's 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 what I was saying. It's cool to see. I when I was watching the fight, I was thinking as Connor was going down and Dustin was just wailing on him. I was like, how does it feel? I can't imagine how it feels to to be beating the crap out of somebody that you have that much respect for, because it's so yeah. much different than a street fight where you've got legit beef. Mm-hmm. Because in a street fight, if you're hitting somebody, you obviously don't like that person, and you don't have any issue with beating the crap out of them. But if you, if you, you know, really care about that person and have a lot of respect for them, it's got to be a different mindset to get into to just give in to just beating the crap out of them. Sportsmanship. Yeah. Really good sportsmanship. It's it's just being a professional. I think the UFC is very unique because it's the only, uh, or MMA in general, it's the only career that you can get paid to beat the absolute crap out of your coworkers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you talk about that, Sometimes I've seen fighters get mad at the referees because they obviously have TKO'd the other fighter, and yeah. so they're sitting there wailing on them, yeah. and the referee hasn't stopped it yet, and they'll look at the referee and say, like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. And beg them to stop the fight yeah. because it's over. Yeah. And there was kind of on the whole late stoppage thing in general, that was the hook. What was that guy's name? Dan Hooker versus Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler. Yeah. That was – I mean, it wasn't a – terrible late stop but it was he was eating them though. he was eating yeah. them for a little while for it was stopped he but, took upwards of 10 punches oh yeah, yeah. So shouldn't have head. shouldn't have been there but it that's that's been an issue recently several times in the ufc is late yeah. stoppages well it see the hardest part about being an mma was being a fighter but the second hardest thing about it would be being a referee yeah. because when it, it's so hard to make the right call because you can you, if you do an early stoppage, people are going to be mad because they say, you stopped the fight too soon. Yeah. And it's not like you can just say, okay, just go again. Yeah. It, it doesn't work like that. And if you stop the fight too late, well, then they're like, well, now you're a douchebag because yeah. this guy took way too much damage. Yeah. And if you and if you make a right call, no one 
just talks about it. Yeah, yeah. You are only the bad guy. That's true. Yeah. You either do what you were supposed to do, or you just get trashed. Yeah, there's definitely the hooker fight wasn't really a, a bad one. Um, it, I, I guess it's better to be safe with your making sure you don't stop too early than yeah. a little bit late. But there was one last year we watched that was rough. That was terrible. It was rough. I don't remember what fight was that. I, I don't remember who it was either. I, wh- was it at the Cowboy? Was it one of the cards at the Cowboy fight? It might have been. I think it was. But I want to say it was Jose Aldo. Maybe it was. But I can't remember. Regardless. The it di- could have been one of the fights at the Adesanya Romero fight. Maybe. Could have been. I, I th- can go back and look at that I think card. it might have been. But the guy, they, they didn't stop the fight. The guy went to the ground and... The ground and pound just kept coming, and the guy was not fighting back at all, and he was just taking all this unnecessary head trauma for nothing. Yeah. The referee failed to do his job and stopped the fight, and it went on for probably like another minute. Yeah. Which is a big deal. Just yeah, it was. To the head. Head. And even Dana White kind of got a little pissed at that oh, too, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he was. All of, everyone was mad. The commentators were literally like begging, yeah. begging him to stop the fight. Yeah, I don't remember what fight that was. I know we watched Harambe or whatever. I don't think it was that one, though. Harambe? Hold up. Hold up. What? (laughs) I don't remember his name. (laughs) Well, you're not not helping us out here. Hold on. You're on the wrong species. It was at at Bo's house. Uh, Jorge. Mm. (laughs) Harambe. (laughs) Rest in peace. Jorge Masvidal. (laughs) Masvidal, yeah. Yeah. Who was the other guy? Kamara Usman. Yeah, that's it. Usman. Yeah, there you go. Not Harambe. That's no, tough. we watched Harambe do <laughs> something. That's tough as nails. Harambe was the gorilla that they killed. Yeah, dude, he got... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this next topic is... We kind of had to come up with it on the fly a little bit. Yeah. But we, we all conveniently finally listened to this album this week. No, we did a long time ago. You yeah, just, they did. They did. I listened and to it today. I'll admit oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's true. So... The album I talked about is uh, Machine Gun Kelly's new album, Tickets to My Downfall. Um, so I'll just start off. I was very skeptical to even listen to it because I've never been a Machine Gun Kelly fan. Right. I've never been super into him. Um, and I think, I, I hate to say this, but I think what influenced that was just the whole rap devil kill shot thing. Because yeah. I've always favored Eminem. I've always liked Eminem. And... I did not like Rap Devil. I didn't think it was a very good song. I've never been a fan of his older hip hop st- or rap stuff at all. Mm-hmm. So I obviously favored more of Eminem's side, and I think he obviously put out the better track. Oh, but, yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, that's no question. I didn't like Rap Devil. I didn't think no. it was a very good song. No. It was okay. I didn't like the, the hook. The I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never gave it a chance. I'd heard the popular songs. Uh, My ex's best friend, mm-hmm. uh, Lonely. I'd heard that one. There was one off the Hotel Diablo uh, with Young Blood. I'm not okay. I think I'm. I think I'm. Okay. I think I'm okay. Yeah. I listened to that one too. Yeah, and so I'd heard those few songs, and they were they were pretty good, you know. Um, so I didn't really listen to the rest of the album. Chandler had been pushing for me to listen to it. He had been talking about it. He had played a few songs, but I'd never really paid attention. So I don't know. One day, I think I saw on YouTube. I saw the his new musical that came out. Yeah, Downfall's uh, High. Downfall's High. Uh, it's a full 
music video for the whole album. Yeah. So I've never song, seen. I've, I've never, never seen, seen anything like that. Every song uh, is in that music video. It's a full like mini movie, basically. Uh, it's about fifty minutes. So if you haven't watched that, it's phenomenal. Go go watch it. But yeah, so I I found it and I don't know. Just as soon as I watched it, it it kind of changed my mind immediately because I didn't realize the whole album was. It's literally punk rock. Uh, it's you know pop punk. There's a few hip hop uh, blending in there, but so for me it, it immediately was very nostalgic because mm-hmm. I grew up on punk rock. I grew up on pop punk stuff like that. The use simple plan, all that stuff. So when I found that, I was like, wow, I cannot believe I didn't give this give this a shot. And then I slowly I started listening to the album several times, and I think this week I've listened to it about four times through. Really? Yes, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I love it that much, and I'm very upset to say that I did not give it a chance before. Uh, because I've even went and watched some of his interviews, and he genuinely seems like such a good guy, such a stand-up guy. Yeah. And I think that his whole hip-hop rap era, I, you know, I think I he was kind of putting over. on a face. I think he was, I don't think he was, you know, if you think about it, the Eminem thing. not what thing, he really wanted to right. do. Right. If you think about it, the Eminem thing was genius. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though he knew he knew he was gonna lose. He knew he had no chance against Eminem. No one does. But do you he launched himself and then he was able to put out this album. Yeah, we kinda of talked about this before in one of the previous episodes, but we were talking about how I mean, it's a easy way to get big. Yeah. I mean it it's kinda of like in MMA you call it Conor yeah. McGregor. Regardless yep. whether you win or lose. Yeah. It gets your name out there and you get a lot of money. It's the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, I uh I finally listened to the album. Uh, we all did. So we've got some... I don't think we all have the same views on it. No. But I'm going to go ahead and spill my tea. Yeah, go ahead. I love the album. Yeah. I am very fond of it. Like Jonah, I was not uh, an MGK fan before. Um, I, I was very skeptical to listen to it because... He, you know, was into rap, was into hip hop and stuff. You know, I listened to some of that stuff, but I had heard some MGK stuff prior to it, and I just wasn't a fan. To me, his voice didn't fit that. Um, but I listened. I finally gave this album a chance, and it's been on repeat. Yeah, it's and one thing that I, I like about the album so much is the features. He did an excellent job yeah. choosing people, especially Youngblood. I don't know why, but MGK and Youngblood collab so well. Yeah, they really do. Their voices just match very well together. Yeah, and if you don't know, the whole album is Travis Barker on drums. Yeah, which I'm not even gonna say that. <laughs> but um, I I feel like those two fit each other so well. Yes, uh, absolutely. So obviously, Blink One Eighty Two was a huge band in that in that genre, in that punk rock genre. But they've not been huge. Uh, are they still making music? I, just, I, I honestly don't, I don't have no idea. But, I don't keep up with them. Uh, you know, after after Tom left and all that, it, they you know it, it just, things got weird for them. But uh, yeah, I was telling Chandler the other day. I think it would be the perfect combination for Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker to go into a duo, like a Twenty One Pilots type thing. Yes, that would be the perfect way to kind of spring back that genre. I don't know, but I don't know that Travis is you know doing anything right now. Yeah, I don't. I, he's. I mean, he had time to do the whole album. He's just with featuring MGK, with everybody. So, yeah, he's got a song with 
Um, he's got a new song with there are several bands I've seen. Uh, he's in the new Youngblood song too with mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly. So that he's just featuring on a ton of stuff right now. You know, I think, because I, I know Youngblood obviously is a solo artist, yeah. but if the three of them did a trio thing, yeah, that would, that would be awesome. That would be sick. Youngblood, MGK, and Travis Barker. Yeah, but uh, one of my favorite songs on the album, probably my favorite song, is Body Bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's featuring uh, Youngblood and Burt McCracken from The Used. Uh, which The Used was a huge band for me growing up. Um, they were phenomenal. I still listen to them all the time. But that song was the one that was like, this is straight throwback to like mid, early 2000s. Yeah. And That um, one actually had to kind of grow on me. Yeah. There was a couple of them that had to grow on me. Um, Concert for Aliens was another one. Yeah. I, I, I like all of the songs from on a surface level, but as far as like really getting into them... Um, that one in concert for aliens did take a long yeah. time, a longer time for me. Yeah. Now, so, did, did you listen to the regular album? Or did you listen to sold out deluxe? I, li- I listened to the deluxe. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, body body bag is on. Not yeah, on the, it's, on, it's on the deluxe. It's yeah. not on the. With the deluxe, it's a huge album. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of like interludes and stuff. There's like that. 21 songs on this, and on the regular yeah. album, there's 15 songs. So this is a big album. But yeah. I, I didn't well, there's a couple interludes, and one of them is bloody Valentine acoustic. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've listened to it all the way through a few times. Um, this kind of music's not my necessarily cup of tea, but I don't hate it. Yeah, there was a few. A lot of it to me is I don't mind it, but there were some that I did really like a lot. Lonely is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. and that one was actually I I I saw that today. Um, there's a live performance of the whole album at the Roxy. And it's a live stream, mm-hmm. so it's it's just. Uh, Travis Barker, MGK, and his band. Uh, it was a great show, but I didn't realize "Lonely" was about his his aunt, and his father that passed yeah. away. Yeah, this um, year. Yeah, right? or this past year. I don't know. If, I don't know what yeah, it the album was. came out in twenty twenty. So, yeah, I think it was before all that all that stuff happened. But um, it, uh, man, watching that that live performance, you could see uh, just the struggle in his in his voice you yeah. know and I think I, I I don't know I could be wrong here but I think he went a little different route because I think you know he's been through some stuff yeah you know I, I was wondering if this album was because of that his father and his aunt died well I think this is a good time to bring this up Contract for Aliens and I, I did a little bit of research on this so I could be wrong if so just head on over to our Instagram uh, what is it the in between underscore podcast uh, cheap plug anyways uh <laughs> let us know let us know if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure that song is about peep dying oh, okay uh, and yeah. i think uh mgk and little peep were good okay. friends so that's uh, on top of his yeah. aunt and dad dying that also yeah when i i first heard lonely i don't know if i just heard it you know randomly one day out in public but uh i heard it genuinely for the first time on the the musical that they released and during that part um it's about it i'm not going to spoil it for anybody but it it's not about what you think what they're portraying it as in the musical is not about what he actually wrote it about so i was a little confused i didn't realize that he wrote it for his. well they've got to make it yeah hollywood obviously yeah but um no seeing that live performance and just hearing the, the when you look at the lyrics behind it it's it'll yeah. get you now I don't know if 
you saw the same thing I did, but I saw a live uh, performance of Lonely, and he gets up there, and he's like, I think he's like holding back tears, yeah. and he's smoking a joint. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I saw. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's hard. And he though. just kind of just straightforward says this song's about my father and aunt yeah. that passed away, so here it goes. Yeah, it was uh, it was it'll it'll make you emotional. Yeah, but um, yeah, but actually uh, during the reason they wrote that album. Um, it kind of went that punk direction. Uh, Bloody Valentine was the first song they wrote for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so once that once that kind of came out, I think they kind of got the idea like, hey, let's just do a full let's just do a full punk album. Yeah, which turned out amazing. Right. Um, well, I, I mean, love... if you go, I know on Spotify for a fact, four out of the five songs I yeah. think are off of that album. Yeah, and it says a lot because that hasn't that genre has not been up there. Right. On, that, on those charts in years, right. years, and I was I would love nothing more than for punk to make a, a comeback like that. Right, because I just get tired of all of the same TikTok songs and all that stuff just popping up on the well, charts. I mean, it's very possible for punk to come back. I mean, crap, they're bringing back mullets. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> it's it it looks like it is going that way. I mean, stuff is starting so. to you know, and me and Josh were actually talking about this the other day. I think the one thing that would set that over the edge is MCR. Absolutely. If 100%. MCR dropped an album, Dude, it's it's going to destroy the charts. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I guarantee, I could almost guarantee that every song of theirs would yeah. pretty much be make up the entire yeah. like top 10. Top what are the odds they do they that? Do. Have they said anything? I mean, they're together. They're back they, together. They've got to be making uh, they, I would imagine. There's no way they'd come back and just just do their just do their old stuff well, at concerts. Well, the, the thing that they... The little mini movie, mini, the, yeah, it was like 15 I, I know minutes long yeah, yeah, at least. They, they hinted way too much to not release an album. Absolutely. That. that was very, uh, very foreshadowing, I, I feel like, for, for them releasing an album. I hope so. Yeah, they, they've got to be writing music. And obviously things kind of got put on hold, probably, but I, yeah, I was going to say hope, COVID kind of messed them up a little bit. I hope that they release an album. Dude, I'll pass out. I swear. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think deep down, majority of this generation grew up on that and then slowly music has just faded into the same generic pop stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to but also, you know, that punk and that punk pop combining, I feel like it would open people up to more rock. And I feel like that could bring rock back in general. Well, see, I, my respect for MGK grew because to me, I can't think of anybody else. If there was a pop artist or a rap artist that was gonna, you know, make this transition, I can't think of anyone better. Yeah. Because truth be told, he fits you know, both yeah. as far as just his look, his his personality. His voice sounds yeah. much better for this uh, agree, genre than agree. it did hip hop. Yeah. Much better. I, I, I think he yeah. really Josh? Yeah. Josh has got I some... don't think he has the voice for punk. I I like the I like the album. I mean I there wasn't any songs on it that I didn't like. Yeah. But there also weren't any that blew me away. I understand that. that that's understand how I felt. Now, Lonely kind of set me back. I, yeah. I really liked Lonely and a Concert for Aliens. Mm-hmm. I liked that one a lot yeah. too. And I liked I liked the features. I liked the one with Halsey. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, so forget me too. One. Yeah, I liked that one, and I liked oh, the one with Young Blood, mm-hmm. uh, Body Bag. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. I liked the features more than I liked. Yeah, yeah. Than I liked MGK. A lot and that's of perfectly it. justified, though. Mm, I think yeah. that's why he did it. Right. Yeah. And it could just be that I've just listened to these songs today. Maybe it needs more time to grow on me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's not the same situation where like when I listened to uh like what when we talked about post human or whatever. Yeah. When I listened to the 
the ones that they hadn't released or whatever, blown away yeah. by every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah, to me, a lot of this album is, it, like I said, it's not my cup of tea, so a lot of it's kind of background music to me. So it doesn't bother me, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it goes to what you... I mean, y'all didn't really grow up listening to to that genre, so you don't connect with it as much. Yeah, I did. But that was, you know, for people that that grew up on punk rock and on stuff like that, hearing a brand new album in 2020 like that is huge. I had kind of a late bloom on the the punk thing, but yeah. Well, I I mean, if you listen to punk now, this may be controversial, but... There's not a whole lot of like variation. I mean, obviously the chord progressions change. You know, the rhythm changes a little bit, but for the majority, it's all like fast paced. Yeah, I think he did a good job on like the music aspect of That's it. That's what I was having say. that having that punk rock sound. Yeah, it's just that I don't think his voice matches it. Well, I, I will say this: give him a chance yeah. because you know this is a new thing for and, him. He's gonna. I think he's gonna learn a lot from this, and I think he's gotten a lot of positive feedback. So you know, if this is his first punk rock stuff, his first rock stuff, that's I can't, what wait, I was thinking, I can't wait to see where he. That's goes. what I was thinking too. He did nail the punk rock sound. It's just that, but the, in my opinion, for the most part, they're very generic. Yeah. So did you? Do you like his hip hop sound better? Oh, I've never. I haven't. I haven't listened uh, to. Any I don't of like his, it of his hip hop. His hip hop stuff makes it. It just sounds like. He sounds like a high school kid trying to make it big. Well, I feel like I'm I'm making it sound like I like I hate the album. I don't hate the album. I don't think there were any bad songs. No, I understand what you're, no, saying. No, you're saying. I understand. Yeah. But like I've heard some of his hip hop stuff, and there's a few things that I thought I, that were okay that I liked. But this album is much more. It's much more suited for him. Yeah, way hey, better. Cameron, what were your thoughts on it? I kind of agree with Josh. There's maybe four or five that really stick out, and the rest kind of feel. Almost like filler to a well, show. Well, I mean, every album, yeah. okay, most every album is going to have those filler songs. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't write every one of those with the intentions of them all going and I think number we, one. We definitely got spoiled with Post Human. Oh, because yeah. Every oh, yeah. song is yeah. a slapper. But there's only, like, what? Nine. Yeah, nine. nine songs. Right. Yeah. So this is, and this album has 21 yeah. songs. So. And that's, that, that's pretty good to not have a bad song out yeah. of 21 songs. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people sit down and listen to an album and it's it is background noise so you're not understanding what's happening or but a lot of albums are literally telling a story right so it's I mean he's even got stuff in there from with Megan Fox with his girlfriend mm-hmm. um, which it still blows my mind that the girl off Transformers is dating MGK I didn't know he was <laughs> dating Megan Fox yeah yeah is that the together. one wow. where they're like she's in the bloody the phone or whatever the track? Yeah, yeah, okay. She's in the bloody Valentine music video. She's I haven't the main seen video. it. I haven't yeah. seen the video. It's uh, well, he's got to keep her. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's just so it's such a story all the way through. Um, and it's a lot like I'm not gonna sit here and dare compare it to the Black Parade. It's not what I'm doing. But it's the Black better. Parade, no. <laughs> I'm you just can't kidding. compare I'm, anything to the Black Parade. No, I'm just kidding. The Black Parade was a story. It was literally telling you, telling a story all the way through. And not many albums do that anymore. I feel like, and I felt like this one kind of was. Uh, even though that, yes, punk rock tends to sound the same, but I think that's become that's socially acceptable in punk rock. It's just that's the genre. Uh, it, you don't take a punk rock and add a blast beat metal. You don't add a metal beat to it. It just doesn't work. Right. So, you know, I I think 
in that aspect of it, it it's kind of hard to not sound similar, but any punk rock band has songs that sound similar. Right, uh, exactly. You know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I one song that I wasn't a fan of that he did is he covered Misery Business by Paramore. Yeah. And what's her name? Haley? Haley, Haley Williams. Williams. Yes. She's got a phenomenal voice. She's amazing. She's one. Of, I mean, it's hard to match her voice. Yeah, I She's actually, got one of those I really like that. Cover. You liked his cover. The cover, yeah, dude. There was some notes he tried to hit that I. It made me cringe. I was. I couldn't believe. But that he, you have to. You have to take into consideration one. He's covering a female part. Yeah. And not to mention that. Let's be honest. Okay, that note carries that song. That note is the reason. Yeah. There's a specific note in there that he tries to hit, and it. it it, it doesn't sound right, but he doesn't have. I don't think it really has much to do with it, doing a girl. I, there's guys that could do it. Yeah, but his voice is not. Like, it's very that, raspy. It's very yeah. deep and raspy. Yeah. Right. But, but his he's voice not the kind of change a lot through. Well, songs okay. Either. Well, Haley Williams is the kind of person that could go on like The Voice or American yeah. Idol, and if she wasn't a superstar already, she could. Yeah. She would yeah. get picked. MGK is not that That's person. True. That's true. So for him to hit, to pick a song. With a vocalist like that, I get it. He probably likes the song a lot and was just, you know. Yeah. Well, the music behind it's phenomenal. Oh yeah, but he did a great job yeah. with the music to me. Oh yeah, for sure. It's okay, but there's those certain notes in there that kind of take you back for a second. Like, dude, what's going on? Well, here's here's a thought that I had. So you know, on Forget Me Too, he's got Halsey in there. Yeah. Personally, I think that song would be better if it was just him. Yeah. Really? I think yeah. To me, Halsey, her voice fits certain things, but to me, it didn't work too well. Emma, I liked when he was singing more than her, but the thought that I had, what if he had Halsey on Misery Business? That would have been a yes. much better fit, I feel like. Because I think so. With Misery Business, there's I don't in his defense, there's not a band I want to listen to play Misery Business other than Paramore. Right. Exactly. Because no one's exactly. gonna do it like Haley Williams. I mean, right. yeah. She's phenomenal. So, you know, I I get that he just wanted to cover that song. It probably meant a lot to him or something. I mean, that song has meant a lot to a lot of people. It right. was a bit humongous song in that. Well, in it's genre. a, it's like a, most people when they think punk. Yeah, that's probably one of the songs they think of. Um, so, you know, but yeah, I think that that would have been a better song to cover on because for, I like Halsey's part, but I I don't. It doesn't fit well. That's what. Yeah. That's that's funny. I like Halsey's part. Yeah, it's yeah. my favorite thing about the entire album. To be really? Honest. To be honest, yes. Wow. wow. It's like I said. I like the feature more than I liked his part. Yeah. So, I do. I mean, like, that's. I guess that's where we disagree. But yeah. I do like Halsey's part. But I definitely see what you're saying. I don't think it's terrible. But I, I, you know, I've just heard her voice in so many other things, and for it to just be thrown in this really fast-paced song yeah. where she's singing really high really fast I don't know it's just it's just well, not see, my I don't thing. even I like know the... where she comes from I don't know anything about her until she's I'm a lord she's uh, she features she's featured in one of the Chainsmokers yeah, songs she's in, yeah. is it Closer? is that her? does she have her own? yeah she's a solo artist I mean she does yeah, yeah, her yeah. own stuff uh, I don't know like her big songs I've never really listened to yeah she's in Closer her. yeah close, you've heard Closer right with the Chainsmokers uh, I'm not sure yeah, yeah, her big yeah. songs are Closer, Boy With Love. That's a feature, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Without Me and You Should Be Sad. Those are her top You've five. heard Without Me, too. You yeah. just have to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know. That's the one that good... has uh, Juice World in it. It's got oh, Juice okay, World yeah. Yeah. yeah, the feature's not bad. I just, I don't know. I don't know if that was the right song for a feature. Yeah, Misery yeah. Business. Misery if she would have sung perfect. the chorus, yeah. then yeah, I could have yeah. got behind that. Yeah. But then you also run into... Uh, 
can she can she pull that's off what that i was Hayley thinking Williams? too because she does have like a very whiny voice yeah. can she but wait we're saying the same thing about MGK here. He, to me, he that chorus when it hit. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. I'm but just curious to see how it would work if it would work. Putting putting Halsey on that song, people aren't going to really be happy with that either because it's yeah. not Haley Williams. Haley Williams is held up to a very high pedestal. People adore her. Really? So when when things start, you know, it's just. The common consensus is no one does it like Haley Williams. No one's gonna cover a Haley Williams song and do it. Well, better. I mean, you you gotta think he went into that knowing that yeah, it wasn't sure. gonna and be bigger think, than the original. I don't think he did it. You know, there's there's a few covers that are better than the original. Right. Very few in the world. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think he he went into that purpose. I think he just wanted to cover the song. But uh, I know one of his covers. It wasn't released. It was just on YouTube. But it's with Youngblood, Champagne Supernova. Oh my gosh! His yeah. vocals in there. are amazing that the raw vocals in that just shows how talented especially young blood yeah. i was especially blown away by young blood yeah young blood is a very good vocal insane very good. absolutely insane and i i think one thing i wanted to talk about was uh the the act of featuring these days it's become a very popular thing mm-hmm. a few years ago you would go through an album and there wasn't many features on it. Yeah. There were a few, like hip hop. Unless you're on Room Five. Yeah, I mean hip hop, hip hop hub... <laughs> <laughs> stuff. It, it was, but as far as rock or anything, it, you didn't really feature much uh, unless it was other bands or you know. But um, no, it's it's become a big thing recently, and I think that's helped every genre kind of take off and every artist kind of take off and that goes back to what I was saying earlier with MGK being the perfect one to do this to make this crossover because he's bringing other people yeah. that were in that were into his yeah. stuff he's exposing them to that yeah. that punk rock genre that they may have not necessarily been exposed it's, to it's even spreading out into metal because Remy the Rising has a song with Youngblood so when people start featuring on different art what has he ever screamed on anything else besides Obey because his screams are pretty good on yeah it. I don't know no, but anyways, so, yeah, I think when Youngblood is, what is he? What's his genre? I don't know. I never pop, heard. Pop. I never heard him do anything on his own. I've only heard him in features. Well, he's got a new song that's apparently getting pretty big now with MGK and Travis. Bell. I never heard of him until uh, I think I'm okay with MGK. Really? Yeah, that's the first time I heard of him. What was? And to me, he did better in that song than MGK. I heard him on 11 Minutes, and it's his song with um, Halsey and Travis Barker. Oh, okay. Yeah, his he's got a new release, I think. that That's called Weird. Yeah. But he's obviously more known for his features, I think. Yeah, that's but, how I heard him. But that's not a bad thing. Well, like I was saying, when these, when these sing- solo artists start featuring in bands and stuff, you're taking several different groups of fans and combining them with other groups of fans. So you're expanding genres like crazy. Right. So people that were Youngblood fans are going to go listen to that Bring Me the Rising song with Youngblood, obviously. So they might find that they like it, start exploring other Bring Me the Rising stuff, and vice versa, it's going to happen the same way. Right. And I think featuring is a huge thing right now, and I think that's kind of why it's taking off. I think it's definitely more positive than negative. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, and, I, I know, do. I enjoy a lot of features. There's yeah. hardly any feature that I just, yeah. I just despise. And I was telling Chandler this: I want to see MGK and Ollie Sykes. Be sick. Really? That I would might be, be down for that. That'd be sick. That and, would be interesting. And 
Chandler was like, you know, Ollie Sykes would never do it. But no, I don't think so. I, there's obviously communicate. There's obviously contact there because Ollie, Ollie's all the time commenting on MGK's post. Is uh, he really? He did a yeah. song with somebody he had beef with. Why, yeah, Amy Lee. Well, they would. didn't have beef, but I they, mean, yeah, that was a little controversy. Yeah. But. I just I that would I'd be, be curious to mix. see what route they would go with I that. Know. Because would they go a punk route or would they go a heavy route? Yeah. Or would they just do but a country then, once song? Again, I mean, once again, that opens up another subgenre and true. stuff like that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, so what, they, a, what they both came from, because MGK came from rap, yeah. and Bring Me the Rising yeah. came from deathcore, metalcore. Yeah. And now, even what they've come to now, it's still think it's yeah. kind of Well, if there's apart. one thing we know about both of them is that I don't think either one of them are afraid to take risks. Oh, no. Especially Ollie. No. And that's the thing. They work. They would work so well together because Bring Me the Rising has changed very much over right. the years. Uh, we talked about that on the first episode. From Suicide Season or Count Your Blessings all the way to Post Human, drastic change. Oh, and MGK yeah. is very much the same way. I mean, yeah. not as drastic. Yeah, as he well. changed kind of fast. That kind of eased into their yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to – I mean, I could be wrong, but – to me, it seems like anything that Bring Me the Horizon was to release with MGK, to me, it probably would sound better if MGK wasn't in it because Ollie's voice is just much better than MGK's to yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to see MGK on a Bring Me the Horizon song. I think for me, I can't even say anything like that. It would just, ha- I just have to hear it. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I'd have to because hear you, it's one. Of, I think that's one of those things where you don't know until you try. But the reason yeah. I say that is because I like Youngblood's voice, but I didn't like him in Obey that yeah. much. Yeah. See, I loved that. I yeah. loved that feature. That's one of my favorite parts about the song is his verse. Yeah. I love oh, Obey is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, See, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked on Obey. I'm not. Right? I to it like I, Obey was today. not one of my favorite. Yeah, that yeah. chorus is just, dude. It yeah, smacks it so hard. I just think that. The way I felt about Youngblood in it, and I like his vocals, but I think Youngblood is a lot better than MGK. So anything that Bring Me the Horizon did with MGK, yeah. I would be like, man, it could be, it's good, but it could be better. Yeah, it doesn't need to be, I don't feel like it would need to be MGK featuring on Bring Me the Horizon. I think it just needs to be specifically Ollie Sykes. Kind of like they did with Burt McCracken, just having a verse or, two, or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how it works because it's two different genres. I don't know if they would take a heavier route or what. But. I, you know how. Bill Murray and Dance Gavin Dance, they did a song together, yeah. Into the Sunset, and it kind of switches between their sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if they did something like that, where they did like that a pop rock, cool. yeah. and then it went to like some harder heavy rock or metal with Ollie, and then it went back yeah. to MGK's mm-hmm. punk rock, now that would Pause. be interesting. That's something Straight that I, I don't know. I don't know about um, MGK. How much of the album did he write? I'm I haven't sure. looked into the the writing. I, I mean, I know on Post Human that. Jordan and um, Ollie did most of it, if not well, all of I, I it. I think MGK and Travis wrote most of this album. Yeah, I I, I didn't. I know. would imagine that's kind of that vibe I get from it. But yeah, well, I mean, he he does speak on personal experiences, so it'd be hard yeah. for somebody else to write on his personal experiences. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't know. Oh, and it's something else, something else. Uh, I wanted to talk about the album with. I was a huge fan of Bloody Valentine Acoustic. I yeah, I, I was a it. big fan of that. Yeah. I did I didn't listen to that one. I, I it's really good. well I was pressed for time. Yeah, so yeah. I ended up not listening to that one. That I, it's I, I might on the way home. It's really good. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's for me, maybe once a year there's an album that just kind of drops. I'm like fully consumed into it. Yeah, and this was that one album that I was just like, 
this is amazing. But I think we're going to get some more albums here soon. There, I, you know? Oh, I'm We've got a lot of so albums coming up. Oh, yeah. We've got, Ar- yeah. We've got Architects coming up. We've got Iperville, Beartooth. They haven't released dates yet. You know, Are you hey, serious? Arch- How did I not know about that? Caleb, I didn't know about Architects has. Uh, yeah, well, Architects yeah. has. But, hey, Caleb Shomo or um, Brian Burkheiser, if you're listening to this, <laughs> drop a date. Or just drop the album on us, please. Please. Yeah, they're dropping, they're dropping hey, albums. Hey, give us tickets, too. Yet. Please, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> So we, we've got a lot of new music. Oh, I'm so ready. Dude. It's, it's going to be good. Um, at any point now. Yeah. You know, we've got an A Day to Remember album coming, you know, sometime in the next two decades. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that album. So but, do we, uh, we want to rate this album? Yes. Yeah, let's One, rate it. Out of five or out of ten? Let's do out of five. Are we basing reviews. this off of like... Five is average, and anything above that is above average. Like, what's a passing no, grade? Five is perfect. One like is one to five. Oh, okay, I thought we were doing one to ten. No, we did one to five. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. I would probably give it a three. Yeah, same. Three. Three sounds good to me. Three and a half. I'm going four point seven five. I'm gonna do four point five. It's it's almost. It's almost perfect. Yeah, it's very to me. It is obviously that's subjective. Yeah, not well, everybody thinks that. Well, for me, it's a three, yeah. only because it's not my kind of music. Right, but I like it. Yeah. yeah, it's almost perfect. I would have honestly liked to have seen less. Um, and I know not everybody's going to agree with this. I would have liked to have seen less synthetic beats. Well, I think I think it was necessary. Yeah, I think and the, I, I think the artificial instrumentation was necessary for the crossover. That's kind of selfish yeah. of me to say because I'm coming out solely from my perspective. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's kind of necessary to put that in there. Well, I mean, think about what Bring Me the Horizon did. You know, when they dropped Ammo, it's a very different. It, yeah. it was a very different thing from that's the spirit. But they yeah. still did like Wonderful Life and Sugar Honey Ice Tea yeah. that were you know kind of reminiscent of their rock sound. Yeah. So. I think I think I think the the hip hop beats that are still in there are necessary. Yeah. And to me, they don't drag it down True. at all. Yeah, they don't drag it down. I that's just me being selfish and no, wanting just a completely. straight punk rock album. And I don't think I'm gonna. Well, ever you might get it. one if he yeah. keeps going this direction. I hope he does. I hope he does. And he I, dropped, I hope he does too. If I he quits. That, I'm gonna be mad. I hope that not just. I hope this opens up other artists to try the direction. Um, because I saw one thing. I don't know how this would turn out, but Trippy Red has thought about a punk rock album and he's actually on one of the songs in yeah all I know that one, yeah. I'm I actually like a lot of trippy stuff but yeah that, one, that one's not one of my I favorites was, I was I wasn't thrilled about that one yeah. but I don't know if more more influential artists start doing that I think it could really open up that genre I hope so and bring it bring it back but it'll bring it it'll put a new spin on it also yeah all right, guys, that's the end of this episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Check out our, our previous episode. It just went live. Um, not as you're hearing this. It's live. Go check it out. Yeah, just go look. <laughs> it's there. It's on it's- Spotify. You can find us on all major podcast sources. Uh, follow us on Instagram uh, at the inbetween underscore podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the inbetweencast. Uh, yeah, find all our stuff over there. Uh, this was a good one. We'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. See, See you. you.